Welcome into Locked On Phillies. In today's episode, the Philadelphia Phillies have a problem. And where does it start? I got to look at shortstop and I got to look at Trey Turner. We're going to discuss the Phillies' loss to the Diamondbacks last night, a rough start by Zach Wheeler, but mainly we're going to try and figure out what exactly is going wrong with Trey Turner and discuss an athletic article by Matt Gelb uh, that dives into the same thing. So uh, a lot of that on today's Locked On Phillies. Locked on Phillies, your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, this is Locked On Phillies. I'm Connor Thomas, your host. You've heard me talk Phillies baseball for years. You know where to find me. 97.5 The Fanatic on the radio, NBC Sports Philadelphia on television, and of course here as your host of Locked On Phillies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Go ahead and check out our friends over at Game Time. The Philadelphia Phillies lose last night to the Arizona Diamondbacks. We'll get into that game a little bit later on in uh, the episode. They take on the Diamondbacks again tonight, 6.40 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies hometown radio broadcast on the Sirius XM app for that game. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies. You'll be able to hear that again, 6.40 p.m. Eastern Standard Time tonight. So go ahead and check that out. We'll dive into that coming up uh, later on. But I want to get into this Trey Turner conversation, okay? Uh Trey Turner has been slumping terribly. It's been the worst, like, 45-game stretch of his career. He's never played this bad at the major league level. He's never probably played this bad at any level ever. Uh, This is as bad as Trey Turner's ever slumped. So what in the world is going on? There's a great article. If you have The Athletic, uh, you can go to The Athletic and check it out. It's by Matt Gelb, and Matt writes about, well, here's the title of the article. Philly star Trey Turner is chasing pitches and answers during career worst slump. I just read through the article a little bit before I came on to record this. I want to kind of talk you through not exactly what the article says. Go ahead and uh, give Matt Gelb some love. I don't want to steal his content, but more react to kind of the themes of what he was talking about. So it seemed like the main theme of the article he wrote is that Trey Turner's not sure what's going on. Neither is Kevin Long, neither are guys around the clubhouse. Like, no one's pointed to something exactly. If there's one thing to point to, it's the chase rate. That's uh, it's mentioned multiple times is going out of the zone to try and get after pitches. He's been doing that a lot. And we see something as well with Trey Turner. This isn't mentioned, but this is one of my own conclusions about trying to lift the ball. He's hitting a lot of pop flies, he's striking out a bunch because of chasing. But he's also, when he gets out, when he hits the ball in play, a lot of them are can of corn fly balls that look like there are attempts to hit the ball out of the ballpark. So you're trying to lift the ball. You're trying to hit home runs. You're reaching and you're extending out of the zone. You're not staying within yourself. What does that all sound like to you? Trying too hard, pressing, feeling pressure. And not the Trey Turner can't handle pressure. I don't think that's the point of what we're seeing right now. I think we're seeing a player that just got paid $300 million over a long-term contract. And it's a new situation in a new city. And Trey Turner's like, I'm a great baseball player. 
and he starts out the season and he's like, okay, I have a rough first couple of games. Oh, and then I have a rough first month. And now I'm having a rough second month. And it starts to get in your head and you start to press. And you want to make a good first impression. I don't think it's pressure like, oh, championship expectations because he had those with the Dodgers when he went there uh, at the trade deadline from the Washington Nationals. Like, I think argue you could argue there's more pressure there because he was brought in in the middle of the season. But what I think it is is so we're going to do I liken a lot of things in sports to relationships because sports kind of are relationship based and they're all types of they mirror life the sports do. So let's look at this from type of a romantic perspective, okay? If you're going out with someone you don't really like whatever, maybe it's just a random person you met at a bar one time, you don't even know anything about that person. Uh, probably have a fine first date. Could be bad, could be crazy, who, who knows? But you're not going to be like going in there like, oh, I'm super nervous, like I'm freaking out. You're just going like that's maybe what the Washington Nationals are. Not a lot of expectations. Just go out, see what happens. Uh, and sometimes you'll find somebody you really like and you'll say, oh, OK, I could really see myself liking the person. But it's a short term thing. You, you know, they're moving for work or something uh, in a couple weeks. You know, they're moving across the country. They got a job out in California and you live in Philadelphia. And you're like, okay, well, uh, this will be fun for a little bit, but I'm not as worried about it. Let's just enjoy the time that we have. Uh, that, to me, was the Dodgers, where Trey goes out there and he's like, okay, I'm competing for a championship, but I really like this team. The pressure's there, but I'm getting brought in midseason, and I'm just going to go ahead and go with the flow. And then you have the Phillies, where you finally, after the first couple of years of your career, uh, late 20s, uh, getting ready to look at the entirety of your 30s, basically the rest of your uh, adult life as a baseball player, you're going to be spending that in this one city. And that's the romantic equivalent of finding the one. And when you find a girl, you're like, oh, wow, she could be the one. You tighten up. And maybe that first date isn't as good of a first impression. It's easy to make a first impression when you're not all nervous and tight. But when you're like, okay, I've got a decade plus coming up with this team. I want the fan base to fall in love with me. I want to show them that their money's worth it. I want to make a great first impression because I'm going to be here forever. And I don't want to get behind the eight ball in a place like Philadelphia. And all of these thoughts are probably rattling around in his head. And it leads to him pressing. Okay, I got to go try and get that slider low in a way that I normally wouldn't swing at because I want to hit a double instead of one. Hey, I got a fastball up in the zone. Instead of strong top hand and hitting it over the shortstop's head, I'm going to try and muscle it out and I'm going to fly out the left field. He's very clearly pressing, and he admitted as much in the article that he seems to be trying too hard. Now, one of the themes at the end of Matt Gelb's article in The Athletic about Trey Turner, again, what we're talking about here, is that, okay, yeah, there's still a lot of faith in Trey Turner to come out of this. He's very low on the list of problems with the Philadelphia Phillies right now in their minds, in the minds of the people in that clubhouse and organization. They're not looking at like, oh, no, Trey Turner. They're just saying he's in a bad slump right now. He's not helping us, but you're not worried about the long-term viability of a player like Trey Turner. So that's good. And he keeps believing that every day will be the day that the slump ends. I mean, he's never played this bad in his career. So why would he feel that it's going to continue? Uh, I rightfully he wouldn't feel that and it doesn't seem like he does just when you're in the moment it's hard to not be pressing and it feels like that's where he's significantly pressing right now so that's just where Trey Turner stands I still think he's fine I still think the Philadelphia Phillies are fine despite losing to the Arizona Diamondbacks last night we'll talk about that more coming up but I just read that article and I say okay makes total sense mentally this guy yeah, he wants to make a good first impression. He's pressing too much. 
who's trying to do too much to get that good first impression with a city he's going to be at for a while, and it's leading to him not performing. And hopefully he'll come out of it. But we saw it with Nick Castellanos last year. We saw it with Kyle Schwarber a little bit last year. And those are two separate uh, guys because Castellanos did not come out of it until this season. Schwarber hit June and turned into a berserker who ended up leading the National League in home runs. So hopefully Turner's more like Schwarber in that once he breaks out of it, he'll become the player we all knew that we were getting in Trey Turner, but we'll see. Bottom line is he's going to be fine in general. Uh, just how soon do the rest of the Philadelphia Phillies need him to be fine because this team's struggling otherwise, and that's not all on Turner. There's plenty of issues with this team. We'll start to discuss coming up next as we continue wrap, uh, wrap on Phillies, as we continue locked on Phillies and discuss uh, what went on in uh, last night's loss to the Diamondbacks. We'll get into it coming up on Locked on Phillies. First, though, I want to tell you about my friends over at SoRare, one of our new sponsors here at Locked On. You hear me talk about them all the time. SoRare, revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace, transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 MLB teams. Uh, it's not like your average fantasy baseball platform. SoRare managers truly own their fantasy experience. You collect, you buy, you sell cards, and you compete with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. And win or lose, you still own your cards. There's no cost to play. Plus, the more you win, the more you advance. You can collect increasingly powerful cards, and you get next-level competitions and rewards that you can access. It's absolutely awesome. Go ahead and check it out, because so rare MLB Game Weeks, they happen twice weekly in three- to four-day spans. So in normal places where you have, like, week-long fantasy games, no, you can get two of these in a week, which means more wins, more prizes, a better playing experience. It's absolutely great. And uh, so rare MLB managers who rank at or near the top of their leaderboards win a variety of rewards, which can include so rare scarcity cards, game tickets, merchandise, signed jerseys, and VIP experiences like meeting MLB stars. I mean, so rare recently partnered with MLB All-Stars Juan Soto and Julio Rodriguez to serve as brand ambassadors. So, you know, they got the clout to hook you up with some MLB stars. There's some great, great prizes. And of course, prizes may vary depending on the competition. So what are you waiting for? Head to SoRare.com slash LockedOn. That's spelled S-O-R-A-R-E.com to draft your team of free player cards, set your lineup, and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's SoRare.com slash LockedOn to start playing today. Okay, so the Phillies did indeed lose to the Diamondbacks last night. Let's go ahead and jump into that one. They'll have another chance to get after the Diamondbacks tonight. 6.40 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can hear every pitch of the Philadelphia Phillies hometown radio broadcast on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies, and you'll be able to pull that up and listen to the night's game. A much-needed game for the Philadelphia Phillies, considering they lost last night and they see Zach Gallen tomorrow night. Yeah, go out and win tonight, please, Phillies. We'll talk about that in the final segment. But let's jump into um, the last night's game. And Zach Wheeler made the start for the Philadelphia Phillies, and he was – not great in this one. Got through the first inning. Fine. Okay, cool. Nice and easy. And the Phillies had an opportunity in the uh, bottom of the first. They didn't cash in. And then in the second, uh, Guriel just absolutely roped one to left center. 413 feet. That ball was nuked. Makes it one nothing. You're like, okay. Gave up a home run. That happens. You settle back in. Handle your business. Go back to work. Uh, he didn't. Zach Wheeler ended up putting in a situation where he loaded the bases and then gave up a double to Perdomo, making it 3 nothing. All of a sudden, you're like, oh, here we go. 3 nothing feels a whole lot different than one nothing, especially with the way the Phillies have been playing lately. Kyle Schwarber in the bottom of the fourth hit a home run to make it 3-1. to And then Bryson Stott followed that up with a home run to right center. 
387 feet. He's hot right now, uh, making it 3-2. And then immediately in the top of the fifth, the Philadelphia Phillies give up uh, a home run to, uh, to Smith to go ahead and make it 4-2. Man, I just I can't figure it out. This team can't find ways to win. Anytime they get an opportunity, they get in their own way. Like they just, they're not playing winning baseball right now. Everything's going wrong for them. They're slumping in a bad way. Mentally, they got to be in a rough spot. I don't know what to tell you. So much stuff's going wrong with this team. It starts with the starting pitching, of course. Uh, and Zach Wheeler wasn't good last night, but it's all kinds of different things. More offense, and hitting with runners in scoring position, better base running, better fielding. I mean, uh, a bad error by Bryson Slott earlier on in this game that put Wheeler in a tough spot. Not good. Now, what is good in the bottom of the seventh? Trey Turner had an RBI single scoring Bryce's stop to cut it to one run. You feel like, okay, wow, Trey Turner, finally a hit with Rogers' scoring position, finally an RBI again, big spot for him. Now, Turner was over three till that point, so not exactly the most encouraging performance. He ended up one for four with that hit there in the seventh. But having that hit late, last of the game, maybe that turns into something good today. We just talked about mentally how he's struggling. Maybe that relieves a little bit of that pressure for him. But then Gurriel comes back up in the top of the eighth. Uh, it's an RBI double to make it five to three. And at the top of the ninth, uh, there's a fielding error by Cody Clemens on a hard hit ball that he should have had, but just smoked right at him. And uh, it, it scores uh, Perdomo, makes it six to three. And that's how the game went out. The Phillies go down at the bottom of the ninth uh, without a whimper. And the Philadelphia Phillies get doubled up by the Arizona Diamondbacks six to three. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at the Phillies lineup and I see Turner one for four. Castellanos 0 for five out of the two hole. He's not really adjusting to that two-hole spot all that well yet. Harper, one for two. Uh, Ramuto for four. Schwarber, one for three. Uh, Stott, one for three. And both those hits were home runs. Uh, Guthrie, one for two. I mean, I like Josh Harrison's glove. You can't start him in this lineup. He's not He's not producing anything offensively. Uh, Edmundo Sosa, pinch hit. He's over one. But he was dealing with a bit of a, a hamstring tightness or whatever. That's why he wasn't in the lineup yesterday. I get that. If he's available today. Seems like he will be. You should start him. Um, Alec Bohm over for four rough night. Nick Castellanos and Alec Bohm have been really good players for you to start this year. Them going over nine puts you in a tough spot. Uh, them and JT Romito on top of that going over 13. Can't do that. You just you can't get away with that type of situation. Your big guys got to hit. And right now the big guys are not hitting for the Philadelphia Phillies. And just looking at the bullpen. Uh, I mean, the bullpen was fine. Andrew Vasquez had a perfect inning for the Phil, or well, scoreless inning. It's fine. Uh, one inning pitched. Uh, uh, Hoffman's not been bad. All right, I, I don't really have too much of an issue uh, with this guy that the Phillies have brought in and throws hard, solid movement, stepped up to the moment. I don't know why he's available with how hard he throws, but uh, he's done a pretty solid job of figuring out exactly what this team needs out of him. Uh, and working everything out there. So he's stepped in, uh, Jeff Hoffman, for this team. He's got a 1-2-9 ERA with 12 Ks and a .86 whip. Not a bad uh, type of move there by the Philadelphia Phillies. Andrew Bellotti uh, went ahead and he finished out the game, and he was sent down. So the reason he was sent down, he was optioned after the game, was because the Phillies signed Dylan Covey, uh, who's a starting pitcher who's going to try and jump in the rotation to some extent, and he'll probably go ahead and get the start later on this week at some point. Uh, tonight, we've got Matt Strom making the start uh, against the Arizona Diamondbacks, and we'll talk about that coming up and why. But, Bilotti, this is not a send-down because of uh, performance. This is a send-down because of, okay, we need a roster spot. You have an option. We'll option you down. You just pitched the night before. We'll bring you back up. 
uh, in a couple of days and we'll get that all squared away. So nothing to be worried about there for Bilotti, but just a roster move to keep track of. And you're probably going to see Dylan Covey. Let me see if he's been announced as a starter yet. Suarez will go tomorrow. You could be looking at a situation where Dylan Covey starts against the Atlanta Braves. That would be kind of annoying. We'll see where how he works in. Or if they do just end up going with Matt Strom and then Covey ends up being a long reliever to replace Strom, I, I don't know exactly what the Phillies are doing there. I know for reports tonight it's going to be Matt Strom against the Arizona Diamondbacks, though, and that doesn't exactly inspire confidence. For Even though Strom's been good, I hate these spot starts, and I just want good starting pitching that you can throw out there every five days, and the Phillies don't have that right now, another part of their problem. So many things going wrong with this team. If there is an upside, they've started to hit the ball out of the ballpark a little bit. So that's good. Maybe that's a sign the weather's changing and hitting season's nearly here. But just a rough win last night. An uninspired performance. A game that the Phillies didn't come through in big enough moments. And it was the story of the year so far. The Diamondbacks were clutch. The Philadelphia Phillies were not clutch. There you go. You're down one nothing in the series. Coming up next, we're going to talk a little bit about the Philadelphia Phillies game with the Arizona Diamondbacks tonight. Game two of this series. Uh, with an interesting pitching matchup on the mound where neither team probably feels all that great about what they come into the game with. How did the Phillies take advantage? We'll discuss as we wrap up Locked on Phillies. First, though, I want to tell you about my friends over at Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you're going to have. I mean, come on. Check it out. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Not just your money back. Your money back and then 10% on top of that. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. You get images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect. Uh, just two taps. It's a matter of seconds to buy tickets, and you got them. And tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. So download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Okay, the Phillies take on the Diamondbacks again tonight, 6.40 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can hear every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast on the Sirius XM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies, and you go ahead and pull everything up there, be able to listen to the game. It's an interesting pitching matchup. So the Phillies are going with Matt Strom, who has a good number of starts this year. He's 4-3 and three with a 2.73 ERA. That looks darn good. A .97 whip and 33 innings pitch. The numbers look good. The issue is he has those blow-up games because he's not naturally a starter. Uh, you got to feel better about Strom than you would feel if Bailey Falter was starting this game right now, but still not the most ideal thing coming from the bullpen, jumping back into the starting role. We'll see, we'll see how he handles that. The Phillies face Ryan Nelson, though. And if you're not familiar with Ryan Nelson, it's because he has 64 career innings pitch. Another young guy. Uh, so far this year, he's a 1-2 and two record with a 5-4-8 ERA and a 1-4-8 whip. Those numbers are not comparable to Strom. Strom looks way better on paper, but... Last night, Tommy Henry looked way worse on paper than Zach Wheeler. and He ended up, the Diamondbacks won that game. Now, ESPN Analytics, who gave the Phillies like a 66% chance to win last night, and they lost, 
give the Phillies a 58.1% chance to win tonight. So take that for what it's worth. They're favored again. The lineups are out. So for the Philadelphia Phillies, here's what they're going to be doing. Back to more of the typical line. Stott's going to lead off. Turner's going to bat second. Harper, three. Castellanos, four. Schwarber, five. Realmuto, six. Cody Clemson's going to play first base. Alec Boehm has an off night. So Cody Clemens going to play first and bat seventh. Edmundo Sosa back in the lineup, going to, like I thought he would be. He's going to bat eighth and play third. Dalton Guthrie in center field. So Marsh and Bohm, both with off days. Nelson, a righty on the mound. So Marsh getting that off day is uh, interesting. There you going with Dalton Guthrie in center field. Guthrie made a nice play yesterday throwing a guy out at home. Solid defensively. He's only batting 167 on the year, no home runs. So who knows what he gives you offensively. But I've been telling you about Guthrie since spring training. He was up with the team last year. He's a guy this organization likes, so they're going to give him ample opportunity uh, at points to get some time out there on the field. We'll see how he plays out. And the Arizona lineup, Marte, Rivera, Gurriel, Walker, Carroll, Longoria, Moreno, Fletcher, Perdomo. Uh, seeing some of the same names as last night. We know these guys already. Career versus Matt Strom. Only three guys or four guys have ever seen him before. Moreno's over one. Uh, Longoria, who's been around forever and has faced everybody, he's two for five. Uh, Christian Walker, two for 11, uh, 182 batting average against Strom and Ketel Marte, four for 16, the 250 average. No one's seen him all that well. Uh, maybe that's advantage Strom. The way I look at this game, I say, okay, you need at least four innings out of Strom. Bullpen game the rest of the way. That's fine. That'd be acceptable. The offense has to carry you, though. You can't expect too much from Matt Strom. You got to score five or six-plus runs in this game if you want to win this one. I think the Phillies are capable of it, but you got to hit in the clutch, and you got to put together some good at-bats, and can they do it? Your guess is as good as mine at this point. But we'll get to see another fun edition of Philadelphia Phillies baseball tonight uh, between them and the Diamondbacks. So uh, I'll, I'm going to jump off and get ready for that game. That's all for today's Locked On Phillies. Thank you so much for checking us out, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you haven't yet, check us out on YouTube. Make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing wherever you uh, – well, subscribing on YouTube. But uh, like wherever you get the podcast and leave the reviews. Jump on the YouTube and subscribe. That really helps me out. Costs you nothing. Takes no time. Only like two seconds worth of your time to just click the button, subscribe, and then you'll get notifications when new episodes are posted. So go ahead and do that. Helps me out. Helps you out. Helps everybody out. No downside to it whatsoever. So what are you waiting for, right? Uh, and thanks for tuning in for another episode of Locked on Phillies. Hopefully tomorrow we'll be talking about a win. Uh, and man, my fingers will be crossed the whole time between now and then. I'll talk to you then on the next episode of Lock on Phillies.